I set the mic on my laptop and it typed a bunch of spaces. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it didn't delete all your research, though. Oh, oh, that's what happened, actually. Oh, no, I can't Did- do anything today because it deleted. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, well, that was fun, and we will see you guys next week. All right. (laughs) Rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you. Oh, no. My mic mic erased your research. Oh, Uh. no. We just have to drink and chat. Wait, that's what we always do. Oh, Oh, that's what we did for 45 fucking minutes before that. (laughs) Everyone listening is like, no, that's what you do every podcast. We have to listen to it. Thank you. (laughs) You guys just get the ramp down. Yeah. You know, you don't even know. You you have (laughs) no. No idea the shit we talk about before we press record. Oh my god, it is our our hair is big because it's full of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's is that a Texas thing? Uh, I think it technically maybe stole that from Mean Girls. But. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love it. It sounds like a Dolly Parton, you know. It does. It applies. It applies. It, applies, it does. Definitely. It does. Even though she's from Tennessee, yeah. I feel like she's Tennessee. I think she's from Tennessee. Yeah. I love her. I don't care. I just love her. I love her. Um, yeah, so Tammy and I have been chatting for like the past 45 minutes, just catching uh-huh. up. We're tired. So we've <laughs> talked a lot. So my voice is like currently hoarse because uh, by the time this drops, it was a long time ago. But for my husband's birthday, we are both fully vaxxed. Um, mm-hmm. We both had both shots. You know, we haven't done shit the whole pandemic, just like you. Like we've been yep. crazy careful. We went to a restaurant we <gasps> ate dinner outside for the first oh time the last time we ate we went out to dinner we used to go out a ton um yeah, was yeah. february of 2020 i think it was maybe for my birthday so it yep. has been 14 ish months and we went out it was fine it was great um i actually saw a meme today that was like finally just went out to dinner for the first time I'm good for another year and like that's kind of how we felt we like had so much fun we were giddy uh-huh. I dressed up for each other I put on makeup for the first time in like so long and it was so much fun and we it's only what I could imagine it felt like for first-time parents who just got their very first yes. babysitter to go on a date night that yes. it felt like we felt like oh my god do we even know how to behave in public and like oh my god this is crazy mm-hmm. so we just go out to dinner we have steak and pasta and a, one cocktail each oh. and a, a birthday dessert it felt we were only out for like two hours it felt like we had been out all night <laughs> I felt we both felt so beat up we were exhausted because it was busy mm-hmm. I mean it was outdoors partitioned and everything it was yeah. felt very safe but like it was the energy of it it was like yeah. it felt like we had gone to a theme park for 16 hours without mm-hmm. sitting down I, I was like were we out dancing until like 5 a.m without me knowing it <laughs> like what the hell so uh. my voice is legit hoarse because like I got exhausted from going to dinner one time. Yikes. That is adorable. I totally feel that. I I feel like that's, like you were saying about like the energy, like the energy being around. That is how I fucking feel 
why I need to be able to go to a goddamn bar with my goddamn book. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I, there's something about being in a place where there's just enough going on around you that pulls you out of yourself a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Am I describing severe anxiety? Okay, you know what? <laughs> it's fine. Um, you know, it's so relatable that I'm like, yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, but yeah, it could be. It's so funny because it's like, hold on, I gotta fix my headphones. They're like, your bun and your headphones are, are battling. There's a beautiful bun and there's there's large headphones and they're having a fight. They just don't know. Who will win? I don't. Uh, well, I, no matter what, I lost. The, God damn it. <laughs> Tammy, you can't wear high buns when we broke. Aw, that's just, cute. Di- is it? Yeah, it's cute. Oh, it is kind of cute. Know. It looks like a little 70s thing. It I totally does. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm, the winner is Tammy. Thank you. I fu- uh, You know what? I turned it out. I look like. I'm in the 70s, and um, I'm about to show you a book in a library, <laughs> but it's like, I am going to introduce you to the feminine mystique or something. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, my God. Sorry you guys can't see this, but you'll just it's have adorable. to trust. You'll have to trust. Um, uh, should we talk about what we're doing? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, totally the people kidding. who live in Ohio might care. Boo. I didn't put any football fighting in my research. I'm proud of you. Have. I'm proud of Thank you. Thank you. Well, anyone who loves or lives in Ohio might be offended that I didn't remember what state we were doing. So I had to move the image of you on FaceTime out of my way so I could look at <laughs> my top. I was like, the people who live in Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. I thought That's it was Idaho. The only reason the only reason I remember is because I did my research an hour and a half ago. Uh, Ooh, so. I did mine twenty four hours ago. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay as long as it gets done. Doesn't matter how or where or when. Doesn't matter. Just the the uh, path is not important, you know. In this podcast, it's all about the destination, not the journey. So. <laughs> <laughs> And the destination is drunk. What are you drinking, <laughs> oh, Amy? Oh, shit. Duh. Oh, wait, wait. What? what, 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 what? Oh, my it's God. and booze. <laughs> A paranormal podcast. With a shot of liquid courage. Goddamn. Oh, Goddamn. That is the first time we may have actually really have completed the entire episode with not introducing it, I think. Like, that could have just we happened. Would've. That could have yeah. just happened. You saved us. Thanks, Tammy. Um, so now that we got that out of the way, uh-huh. um, yes. Yeah, so we're we're back on the fifty states of ghosts, and Tammy pulled mm-hmm. Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been posting all the videos of Tammy pulling the states. They're so fun and adorable. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, I post them the night before our drop. Just FYI, <gasps> you know, I forget to tag uh, you on stories, so it's they're, fine, they're it's there. Fine. Um, so my drink has nothing to do with Ohio. It's not themed at all. Um, oh. I'm just trying to be like soups healthy, so. <laughs> So here's what I did. So I, oh I mentioned it was at the Moore's birthday recently. So we had this open bottle of champagne in the fridge because we had mimosas that morning, but we never like mm-hmm. got through the rest. So I'm like, I'm going to finish. I'm going to do this. So, okay. So this is pretty ish, <gasps> right? It's so cute. So it is. So I was at Whole Foods and I got this herbal botanical elixir called Sunwink. Like I thought. <laughs> 
I I'm sorry. I, I thank you. Mm, thank you. Sun okay, yeah. wink. Uh huh. Okay. okay. All right. By the way, like the nickname for the female genitalia when I was a child in my family was like, you'd call it your wink. It's a real mature. Yeah. So anytime like wink comes up, I'm like, it's about my vagina. I need to know. No, I don't need to know what kind of control the women in your family have down there that winking like a possibility you know like like kegels won't do that i know we're just real powerful we're real strong down there we can wink flap flap, flap. Uh, winky <laughs> wink wink hello hello <laughs> i oh guess it's God. just one so it is winking I guess. although if you got your butthole involved it'd i be was a blink. gonna say if your butthole's in on it it's a blink <laughs> A wink or a blink. Oh, God. I don't know why I just confessed that to you. I literally don't tell any because it's embarrassing. And A, today you should never nickname genitalia around children because that is just setting them up for shame. And Mm -hmm. so it's real fucked up. Like, just call it your vagina, call it your penis, whatever. If that's what Mm -hmm. the child is, you know, identify with. But it's like, oh, no, we don't say that. That's dirty. The human anatomy Uh is dirty. So it was like. Yeah, cute, huh? So anyway, this is called Sunwink, which made me laugh a lot because <laughs> I'm really immature because my it's my parents' fault. Um, so anyway, it's like, like these herbs. It's like got cinnamon and cardamom and, and ginger and stuff. Uh-huh. So I thought, oh, that's cool. I'll make... I'll pour it because it's sparkly. It doesn't look sparkly uh-huh. though, but it's yeah. it's fizzy. And so I'll do a champagne, a champagne floater. Okay. I love that. Sounds good. It's starting to look murky. It doesn't smell appetizing, so I'm really mm. scared. But we're going to give it a shot. Do Yeah. Right now. Give it a shot. Okay. Do it right now. I want to see. Okay. She's tasting. It's got a cute stemless uh, champagne flute. Target. Target. Oh. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. Okay. Great. Okay. Okay. Great. I, great. I approve. It's the, it's called the. Okay, so it's like a mimosa made out of, with su- uh-huh. sunwink herbs. So it's called the winkmosa, I decided. I love it. It's the winkmosa, everybody, not vagina mosa. I'm talking yeah, about the say. beverage sunwink. <laughs> don't serve well, me a blinkmosa. I don't want that. Oh, God. I, I have so many thoughts that I have none. Um, I, I'm going to okay, ask so, you to edit all that. I'm like, they can't know that I used to call no. my vagina a wink when I was a baby. It's not your fault. I know my parents were so stupid and dumb. I have two excellent things to say about that, but I'll introduce my drink so I can drink. Great. It. Um, my drink also has nothing to do with Ohio. It's just wine. Yes. Um, but it, it accidentally goes really well with what you were just talking about. So I, too, have had my second dose. My parents have been fully vaxxed for a little while. We went to an outdoor restaurant a little while ago. Um, I live in a very fucking cute neighborhood that I do not get to enjoy. And um, there is an Argentinian restaurant. Ooh. I know, and um, it's great. Uh, we ordered foods that we did not understand what they were, nice. and they were all good. And then the best part was I ordered some wine. I always get a Malbec. You taught me about Malbecs. Mm. And so I love an Argentinian I, Malbec. 
love an Argentinian mall, but I love it so much. I wrote it into a fucking play and it's a running joke amongst some of my friends now because, (laughs) um, yes. So I got an Argentinian Malbec and I was like, this might be the best fucking wine I've ever drank in my life. And it was only like $9 a glass, you know? So I was like weird. Um, also with my parents. So I was not paying. Um, and thanks mom. And, so I liked it so much I wrote it down and I went to the liquor store and I found it. It was only a $24 bottle of wine, which is way more than I would normally spend. Right. But now I get to have five glasses of that wine I really liked. That would have cost you almost 50 bucks at the restaurant I plus tax It would have cost my mom oh, that's true. at least 50 bucks. So <laughs> anyway, so I'm having the wine I had from the Argentinian restaurant Ooh. because we're back, baby. Yes. <laughs> kind of a little Cheers. sort of. Cheers. <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. God, it is so fucking good. It's like when I imagine what I want the wine to taste like, this is what it tastes like. Now I feel so. like I want red wine instead of my wink mosa. Mm. <laughs> That's just because it's got an aftertaste now for you. <laughs> It wasn't like we didn't. Okay, the full nickname was Winky. Okay, it was Winky. Oh, that's much. Yeah. Better. So, so that way, like, if I ever say like, if I ever wink at you, it's not innuendo. It's although a wink I, usually is innuendo. That is always innuendo. Yeah. Um, also, how often do I wink at you? Like a lot, actually, <laughs> but only when you're lying to our listeners. <laughs> She's doing it right now. No, no, no. Uh, um, so uh, here's a funny story to take away from your, thank God, get me out of embarrassment. this, I think, take me out of this winky hole. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh my God. Uh, no, just stop me. Can we just start this whole fucking podcast you're, over? Okay. You're, okay. You're so deep. I'm just walking. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Too much. Oh, yes. This, if we thank God, we're always explicit. Uh, we always rate ourselves explicit. Thank this is God. Pod, Banshees after dark. <laughs> oh, that wasn't sexy at all. <laughs> Sorry, Banshees. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, this is Banshees after dark. <laughs> okay, light another one. Um, so, <laughs> my little brother my parents were big believers in calling anatomical things by their names as best as children could good and when my brother was quite small like still in a stroller um because i will never forget where in dillard's i was standing (laughs) when this happened Dillard's, yes (laughs) we were walking through it was me and my mom and my little baby brother and his stroller and my grandma mimi and uh, we're just walking along, do 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 do, and my tiny baby brother turns to my grandma and goes, "Mimi, do you have a peony or a gina?" <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing hysterically. Oh, my God. grandmother lost her fucking mind, oh. and my mother, my mother turned straight to her mother and goes, "Well, do you want to tell him or should I?" <laughs> Awesome. It was great. Oh my was god. Really great. A peony 
vagina. Oh, sh- I learned a lot of good things at Dillard's. The other thing I learned from my mother uh, was one of the greatest lessons of feminism I ever got, which was we were at the shoe department. And I was like, these are small. These are adult shoes. They're so small. And she goes, yeah, they display the smallest size possible. You want to know why? And I said, why? She says, because some men find small feet to be sexy. So it's because of the patriarchy. It's because of sexism. And I was like, shoes equals sexism. Got it, mom. Thanks. <laughs> and I've never oh, forgotten that. <laughs> God, I love it. Oh, and that is why you are who you are, to, part of why you are who you are today. That's amazing. I just give such huge props to my mother who was born and raised in a white settlement, Texas, and was like, the fucking patriarchy yeah. is why these small ass shoes are out here. She fought the system. Don't she, buy it. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yes. Oh, <sighs> I love that. And my mom would probably, I mean, she's definitely never, I don't think she's a feminist at all. She probably would have been like, no, you're going to fit in those shoes. It's cute. <laughs> it's tiny. <laughs> but mom, I'm a seven and a half. Nope. You're going to fit in these sixes. Oh my God. I'm a seven and a half. Did I know this about us? No, we could have been sharing shoes. We're soul sisters. Oh, oh my God. We could have been sharing shoes except for my feet are disgusting. You don't want to share shoes. My feet are so gnarly. Yeah. No one wants to know. My feet are gross. I don't even like looking at them. I'm looking at them now. Me neither. I need to stop. I need to stop. I've been, I've been hiking lately. I've been, cause I'm training for a backpacking trip. And so I have to, it's actually been really good for me because like part of a whole like ethos of hiking is like, like the most important thing is your feet. Mm. And so I've been, you know, really going to town. So I have to really come home and like soak them and do like rubs and stuff. Mm. And I've really been like taking better care of them. It's really, I'm like, thank you feet for doing things for me. You know, that's a good way to appreciate. Yeah. Yes. Maybe I should start walking more and hiking so <laughs> I could like actually be motivated to take care of them. Cause I'm just not out of sight, out of it's mind. Hard. I just wear fuzzy socks and I forget they're, mm. They're there, but ooh. Me too. Ooh, Me too. they need some help. Well, now I'm fully vaxxed. I could get regular pedicures again. Yay! Oh my God. Pedicure, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we got Aww. to go out there and support the local economy and yeah. get pedicures. Yes. It's like the combination of the pandemic and being single. I'm just like, I just live in all of my glorious, whatever my body happens to be doing. I tell you, I grew out my arm hair, my armpit hair. I shaved it recently because I had to go to the doctor. Nice. But I grew out my armpit hair for legitimately like five months and I kind of loved it. Ooh, it's it was all soft. And, like, and frankly, I didn't smell as bad. <laughs> like, no, I, I don't it think was it was weird. Yeah, right. I, I, I let mine grow out for like, I don't know, maybe a month and it wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. It was just an accident. Yeah. Like I just wasn't paying attention. It's hashtag depression. Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag depression. Hashtag married life. Hashtag COVID. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I'm just like shave once a month. So uh, it was shockingly soft. So soft. I just liked like stroking it for a little bit because I'm like, yeah, me too. (laughs) I did. I did all the time. And then, so that's, that's the thing that what I really liked about it was that like kind of now I know that I kind of like that and I don't have to make a big deal of it either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm kind of like, if I feel like letting it grow for a little while, I'm just going to fucking do that. Yeah. And then if I want to shave it, I'll just fucking shave it. Who cares? It's, you know? it's not that we would care, but it's like much more 
popular now. Like we're going back to yeah. the sixties and seventies where it's like you, we have body hair for a reason. So mm-hmm. like, it's obviously the patriarchy who's told us through advertisements My that we have to start shaving. My tried to tell me. Um, anyway. You were warned. Just go back and re-listen to our founding mothers episode, okay? Mm. I'm sure Abigail Adams did not shave her pet. There's no fucking way. No. She didn't have time for that. She was running farms. Exactly. <laughs> Giving advice to the president, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of all that, Ohio. 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 I think you're first this week. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that was a really short transition. <laughs> I was like, shut up. Tell me about ghosts. Here we go. I'm like, I'm already halfway in on this drink. I need to start sharing my research. Oh, I'm glad. I'm just going to drink this whole thing while you're talking. I'm really excited. I drank a lot of this already. Um, Okay, so I did a place called Franklin Castle in Cleveland, Ohio. And my... Uh, what you call it, uh, resources, our uh, website called ghostsofohio.com, uh, cleveland19.com, which is like a news thing. Oh, yeah. And WKY, oops. KY. KY. That goes in your winkies. <laughs> <laughs> I did it right. Oh, it's WKYC.com. So I think it's that's another news station, like Something, something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. WKY. Winky KY Jelly. Uh, <laughs> it's so great to hear you say the word winky. I don't know why. It just tickles me. <laughs> I'm like, she knows my childhood secret. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> ah! Okay. Okay. So here we go. Franklin Castle. Um, here. I feel like every place in the world says this. Often referred to as the most haunted. The most haunted. <laughs> the most haunted house in all of Ohio um, is the Franklin Castle. Um, okay, so why don't I have the year? Oh, here we go. It was built in the 1870s. Um, sure. Yeah, it was built in the 1870s by this super rich German dude called Hans Tiedemann. Um, he was a successful German banker and he founded the Euclid Avenue Savings and Trust, whatever. Um, and he wanted a home that reflected his newfound success as a banker. So (laughs) he had, he built a fucking castle, four stories, and it had 30 rooms, um, a grand ballroom. The ballroom took up the entire fourth floor (gasps) and then it had a separate carriage house and the outside has like gargoyles all over it and intricate mm. carvings. And this feels like a Zillow Gone Wild kind of entry. Yes. God, I love Zillow <laughs> Gone Wild. Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah, yeah this would be it for yeah. sure. Check check out Zillow Gone Wild on Instagram, you guys. Guys, great. Hashtag not an ad. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And then they just launched like the Zillow celebrities. Like, yeah, I oh follow that one too. It's all so mm-hmm. good. You introduced me to Zillow Gone Wild. Oh, so good. Did I? Mm-hmm. Oh. That makes me feel good. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I assumed you showed me. <laughs> you showed me, and then I showed you the celebrity Zillows. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a, it's a circle of showing Instagram accounts. And I think we both found cheap, cheap old houses. 
Yes. That one's yes. so good. So good. Really Every good. time I like when I see that you've already liked it, I'm like, oh, look, we yeah. both love this one. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this dude was showing off. Um, the top floor of the castle provided wonderful views of downtown Cleveland and Lake Erie. So I don't know my U.S. geography at all because I was like, <laughs> what? That's near the Great Lakes? Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Where the fuck is Ohio? Um, <laughs> so um, they he did not even have children yet. He moved into the house. <laughs> it was just him and his wife and his mom and like a bunch of servants. And he's like, we need yeah. a 30-room house, bitches. Um, <laughs> but then they did have uh, several children 30 because if it wasn't 30 that was I know too big of a house maybe they had like 20 cats mm. and each cat got their own room and oh, I like that cute. I, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna stick with that story it's I like that but soon after Ugh. a dark cloud would come to settle over the castle cue ominous <gasps> music mm, beautiful is that ominous that's good that was a okay. great transition. Thank you. Thank you. So the legends begin. Um, beginning in 1881, tragedy began to stalk the Tiedemann family. Um, the matriarch of the house, his mom, um, and his 15-year-old daughter died within weeks of each other. Um, the grandma, his mom's death was natural causes and his daughter, Emma was believed to be, uh, believed to be the swink Mosa, um, a result of diabetes. But, um, but then like there started to become this like rumor in the town that the house was cursed. And at that point it was like, no, my mom died of old age and my daughter had diabetes that we didn't know about. Yeah. But, it's like the 1880s, you guys. Everybody dies. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, we believe it might have been diabetes. So obviously this girl was sick and no one knew. Yeah. Um. So then um, it said that during this time, hidden rooms and secret passageways were constructed inside Franklin Castle. Um. <gasps> no one knows why. It's kind of up for debate. Some say they were created by Tiedemann. Um, to take his wife's mind off of the recent death of her daughter, which I'm like, that's weird. It's like, darling, which stage of grief is that? <laughs> the 27th, maybe? Um, yeah, he's like, first of all, this house does, this castle does not have enough rooms. I'm going to build mm-hmm. some secret rooms now. Mm-hmm. And it's like day two after the daughter's funeral. And he's like, hey, I know what'll cheer you up. Forget the death of your daughter. <laughs> Pull this book off the shelf and see what happens. Surprise! She gets locked in there for the rest of her life. Like, no food or water. (laughs) That'll take your mind off of everything. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Oh, and here's another theory as to why he built all these passageways and and secret rooms. Um... (laughs) Uh, so that Tiedemann could commit heinous crimes, including murdering his niece, a, a servant girl, and even his own daughter, Emma, hmm. without being detected. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Somebody read The Devil in the White City, and they were like, yeah, this guy, too. Yeah, this, this guy. guy. definitely built a house of horrors. And we're like, we've heard that story before, especially Tammy, yeah. who's read the book several times. Thank you. I Several times. And it's not that far away. I also don't know geography, but I lived in Chicago, so oh, yeah. I know that it's not 
too far away. Right, because you could see the Great Lakes from Illinois. Mm-hmm. So obviously, mm-hmm. if Cleveland can see Great Lakes too, it's all the same. Your sister cities. Your sister cities, yes. Basically. Basically. Um, another speculation is that Mrs. Tiedemann, the wife, um, she created the passages and secret rooms so that she could sneak past her overbearing husband undetected. So we will never know. You know what I think I have found out? That there was not any television in Cleveland and people were just really needing to make some stuff up. Especially in the 1800s, there was no television. Maybe there was no good theater and the newspapers Mm -hmm. were just, you know, boring. Mm -hmm. So... Yep. Yeah, I'd be entertained by this. I'm entertained by it right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the wife died, Louise Tiedman, um, and everyone's like, "It's the curse! It's the curse!" And 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 the the dude Tiedman, he mm-hmm. remarried like right away. Um, yeah. So, but then he decided after he remarried that he would um, sell the castle. So he did. He sold it in 1908. And then he moved out with his new wife and then suddenly died. Uh, yeah. And his death brought the end of the family tree because because oh. he had daughters and like uh-huh. everyone's dying prematurely. But he actually did end up with some grandsons who all passed away before him. So he was okay, the last now line. I'm feeling like I'm getting the curse. I'm, now I'm getting the curse. I'm vibes. feeling okay. the curse. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. So, um, yeah. So there's also like a bunch of rumors that in the house, uh, I'm just skipping around a little cause I want to get to the ghosty yeah. stuff, but, um, that it housed Nazi spies during world war two. Um, and that the infamous hidden passageways were said to have been used by an underground group of Nazis um, and, uh, it was also used during the prohibition era because uh-huh. of course, tunnels and secret passageways and rooms and shit. That was the first thing I thought. Totally. Prohibition. So yep. we went prohibition shit and then hiding Nazi spies. Wait a minute. You got more tunnels. You had tunnels last week. Oh, oh my God. What does it mean? You're tunnel heavy. And not long ago when I did that pizza brewery thing for Haunted Breweries, there were tunnels there too. Amy. Am I living on top of a tunnel? Oh, God, I don't want to know. That would be so scary. Oh, God. Ah. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Okay, so, you know, it's got got history. Um, In the late 1960s, so we're in 1968 now, um, German socialists sold the uh, castle to this dude named James Romano. Almost immediately after moving into the house, the family members began experiencing strange things. So now we're getting to some ghosty shit. Yay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Romano children would often speak of their newfound friend that they would play with up on the fourth floor ballroom. Um, oftentimes the children would ask their mother for extra cookies for their mysterious friends. Um, Mrs. Romano also began to feel the presence of a spirit and she believes it was Mrs. Tiedemann. Um, Mm -hmm. and she would also hear organ music coming from different areas of the home. Um, so looking for explanations, the family contacted the Northeast Ohio, uh, physical research society 
um, which was a local team of ghost hunters. But hmm. I was like, was physical a typo in the article? It feels like it should have been like psycho paranormal or I don't know. It just says physical. You know, it feels to me like I have heard the word physical associated with paranormal investigators from that time in the 60s, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. It doesn't sound that unusual to me, but it also could be a typo. It could have. Yeah. Should have been psychic. Like psychic. Yeah. Like that. That's what yeah. I was thinking, too. Um yeah, and sometimes autocorrect will do. Oh, yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a ghost hunting team to investigate the castle, and um, apparently one of the ghost hunters ran out of the castle screaming right in the middle of the investigation. I don't know why though. Same. But they basically told the Romanos like call a priest, <laughs> and they did. They called a Catholic priest, and the priest refused to bless the house. Because when he stepped inside of the castle, he was like, uh-uh. Like, he <gasps> he showed the up. The priest noped out. He did. Little coward. Oh, my God. I know. WWJD, uh, guys. <sighs> um, so the Romano family endured several more years of ghostly activity, and then they sold the house in 1974. So they only lasted, like, five or six years. Uh-huh. Um, and then they sold the family. I mean, they sold the castle. What? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> then they sold the castle to a family who would single-handedly bring the legend of Franklin Castle to the forefront. The Muscatellos. Okay, here we go. Who was named Franklin? Why is this place named Franklin? That is such a good point. I wonder if it was on like a Franklin Street or something. Oh, maybe. Because I only have... Yeah, it's just Cleveland, Ohio. But yeah, I don't yeah. know why it's called Franklin. Huh. Well, here okay. we go with my final tidbit um, okay. about the Muscatello family. Um, so Sam Muscatello is the patriarch now of the of the of Franklin Castle, and he was ready to cash the fuck in. He offered tours of the house because of this like mm. s- speculated curse. Um, he invited the media in for walkthroughs. And um, during a live segment on Cleveland radio, um, the host, the radio host, had a tape recorder pulled from his shoulder and thrown down a staircase by some unseen force. Ah. Yeah. Is that spooky? That's extremely spooky. Yeah. Another time during the taping for a local television piece, crew member Ted Opec witnessed a ceiling light spinning on its own. Uh, yeah. Not a ceiling fan. And act mm. just a light. Good point. Good checking. Thank you. Thank you. Thank one you. of those is supposed to spin. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, you guys. That fan <laughs> is spinning on its own. That would be so embarrassing if you were real freaked out. Everyone was like, Ugh. How do we let her know? Yikes. So that's a thing. Uh, so uh, Muscatello began searching the house from top to bottom because he really wanted to find these alleged secret passageways Uh Um, his first discovery was an old still that seemed to be left over from prohibition days what's a still it's where they distill alcoholic things oh my god thank you I thought they meant like a still photo (laughs) 
<laughs> as opposed to some videotape from Prohibition, right? Yeah, um, right? So the most shocking discovery, however, was found behind a hidden panel in the tower. I guess there was a tower. Whoa, what is castle? Yeah, oh, true, true. What's a castle without a tower? Maybe a moat. Mm-hmm. Uh, tucked neatly <laughs> inside the tower was a pile of human bones shut the fuck up i was not expecting that even a little bit i was literally like you said tucked i was like some sheets you know someone just tucked a skeleton nicely behind a little wood panel fuck me yeah oh my dead body this dude was looking for shit so he found it he found it. Now, there isn't any detail about like so they were there were few there were real human bones, but I don't know if let me just skim this. If anyone actually like, yeah, it doesn't Enjoyed. say if he took it to a doctor or anything or it was like. <laughs> so people were like, I, "Oh, go ahead, yeah." Well, I was gonna. Say, I mean, back in the day, like y- y- they didn't have like plastic. Mm. I mean, they did, but they didn't. So like. You know, you you see that classic of like, oh, the doctor's office and there's a skeleton hanging there. Like those used to be dead bodies. Like Ew. it used to be real dead people. That's because, so true. Yeah. Ew. So, uh, that's so it gross. Might have been true. that. That's true. Maybe Tittleman just really was into studying the human anatomy too, and could that's have been. But most people were like, OMG, that what we Murder. thought was was real. Hans Tiedemann was a murderous son uh-huh. of a bitch. And oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that um, obviously like bones and walls meant for sure this this shit was haunted. I mean, honestly, 90% of the time. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I have something here. The final verdict by authorities was simply that the bones were indeed human and that they were very old. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wah, nailed it. Wah. Wow. Wow. Maybe defund this. Who went to school for that? (laughs) (laughs) Really doing some good work there. (laughs) These are human bones. Good night, folks. And oh, they're old. Okay. Anyway, back (laughs) to the beat. Um, so uh so the Muscatella family finally moved out. Um, it passed through a series of owners and people didn't last long at all because it was so fucking haunted and their shit was disappearing and things were mm-hmm. moving and rattling around and all that, the, the use, you know? Yep. Um, and then in 1984, the new owner made a bunch of major renovations. <gasps> Uh-oh. Uh, he spent over a million dollars renovating the castle he even tracked down some of the original furnishings of the castle. You know, that's nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, very sweet. Um, uh, but he did put it up for sale in 1994, and then it basically burnt down in 1999. What? Oh, no. <laughs> yep. Um, they believe it was arson. Uh-huh. When uh, firefighters arrived, there was an unconscious man inside of the building. Um, and that, uh, it, they wound up, uh, arresting and convicting, uh, that the dude that they found, um, they believe that he set fires that, uh, basically destroyed all of the fourth floor ballroom. Huh. Uh, we don't know why. And then he just like laid down and went to sleep. Yeah. He just, he just was tired after that, you know? Sure. So he took a little rest. Uh, hey, you got to manage that energy post pandemic. You know, I, I got that. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so now it's like all boarded up and it's like totally in a state of decay. 
Um, no one's lived there for a really long time. And, uh, but people do say, uh, that sometimes, um, they see like ghosts outside the property. There's really not much detail. Right. Um, so then (laughs) this is real fast. Um, there was just one article and I was like, God damn it. Of course, uh, in March of 2020, an article <gasps> haunting of Franklin Castle investigated by ghost adventures. Oh, Lordy. <sighs> and I just, I, you would do better because you do Zach's voice so well. But um, <laughs> on March 5th, 2020, so like a week before the pandemic really hit us, um, they investigated Franklin Castle. And it's just a real quick like blurb. And it was like... Yeah. Franklin Castle is unlike any other. Lead investigator Zach Fagan said in a preview of the episode. <laughs> and he goes, you can come here, open the door, walk inside, and begin having experiences like that. Snaps fingers. That, <laughs> that's exactly what happened on our first day. We caught so much evidence in just a couple of hours time. That would usually take a regular paranormal investigator a couple of days. <laughs> Um, and then this is the best part. It goes, the article goes, but what strange experiences did they encounter? A creepy sneak peek shows the crew reacting to an EVP recording. (laughs) And then in another clip, Baggins is said, is seen leaning against a wall while exclaiming (sighs) that something was pushing him. I need you to know, every time Zach is being attacked on the show, it is me. I am astral projecting and I am beating the shit out of Zach Bagans. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. You are a hero. I am pushing him. I am making him choke himself. Every single time I do research, fucking Ghost Adventures has to step all over uh my shit. And I need you to know, anytime Aaron has been hurt, that's not me. I would never touch no. that sweet baby. When Aaron he's, is hurt, perfect. we are hurt. We hurt. We hurt. <laughs> and of course, the still photo that they put in this article is Aaron seen in night uh-huh. vision, just looking terrified all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> so if I hadn't done this research so last minute, I was tempted to watch it, but I was like, nah, it's just going to piss me off. So, and I don't yeah. have the time, but yeah. Yeah. So that's Franklin castle kind of like vague for the amount of hauntings it says happened, but, um, mm-hmm. but fascinating just the same. Oh, Amy, I love that so much. I, I, uh, I had a similar thing where I looked through a couple of different places like, I found some good lists that were like, here are some haunted places. And I was like, fucking great. Let's do it. <laughs> and then you'd get to it and there just wasn't all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went through and one of the places I tried to research um, was the, hold on, let me find what it was called. The Lima Tuberculosis Hospital. Whoa, that sounds awful. I no and and also there was a ghost hunters episode and if I weren't running so late I would have watched it but the other thing was and I had to let it go I was so sad because first of all there wasn't a lot of 
information. Second of all, my computer needed to update, so I had to restart, Ugh. and I lost my ta- I lost my tabs. But for they also they host a lot of um, haunted or like no, you'll you'll get arrested if you go there. But they they have you know you can get walked through, and there was a website where people were reviewing the place and it was on a scale of zero to five pumpkins <laughs> <laughs> and somebody left this scathing review with one pumpkin it was like not even haunted like and it went on for like a paragraph and i'm so sad that i can't find it because oh my, god. my computer had to restart oh god. but my god if I can find it, I'll 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 share it because ugh, it I was love too funny. I love like how serious they took it, but they had to leave it a pumpkin, like <laughs> literally one pumpkin, not <gasps> even hunted. <laughs> oh no, so you good. didn't. You get one fucking pumpkin. So oh, along the lines, as I admitted, I waited too long to do my research, and uh, so I'm mostly just going to be reading from an article, but it's kind of worth it because. This article was written by a woman named uh, Sarah Brookbank uh, with the Cincinnati Inquirer. And Sarah Brookbank, I just got to say, Amy, I don't I don't think she believes in ghosts. So, bitch. What a bitch. <laughs> so I am just going to read a lot of what she wrote because it just tickled Amazing. me so, oh, so boy. much. So I, um, I'm going to be going to the only other city I know of in Ohio, Cincinnati. I know Cleveland. I know Cincinnati. Same, um, same. Yep. Um, and this is in Eden Park. This is the Haunted Spring House Gazebo. That's right, my friends. It's a haunted gazebo. That's <laughs> something new. I didn't. Uh-huh. Wow. I love it. I would. I love to think that the house isn't haunted at all. It's just the gazebo. <laughs> just the gazebo. Oh, I'm excited. So, okay, here we go. I'm just going to start reading. Emma Jean Remus couldn't be reached for comment Tuesday night. This is her story, and we tried everything we knew to get in touch, but our efforts to get through to her were only met with the rustle of leaves. Of course, she's been dead 90 years. But there are those who think she's still available for interviews. <laughs> okay, so so far I was like, okay, this is fun. This is catchy. You're having a good time. Now here's the next sentence. The Inquirer sent this breaking news reporter to Eden Park to investigate rumors that the gazebo is haunted. <laughs> Which oh my I'm sure she put that in there assuming her editor would take it out. <laughs> Because she was clearly just like, Larry, I fucking cover COVID and uh, I've been to the White House. I was on the front lines of Black Lives Matter uprising. Um, You want me to see if this gazebo's haunted? Oh, okay. Okay. And then she calls. She's like, hey, hey, John, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go to this gazebo as me. Uh-huh. And just, I don't know, this chick's been dead for 90 years. Just like say you tried to talk to her or whatever. Okay, just yeah, give me a good story. Give me a story. Bye. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, echoes of music from 1927 filled the Springhouse gazebo. And we asked if Imogene was there, but no ghost appeared. 
Without proper ghost hunting equipment, who's to say spiritual activity wasn't happening? Maybe she didn't like the songs we played. Oh. It's like, all right. Okay. Calm down, lady. Calm down. Okay. All right. So now we get to hear about the history of why this is haunted, and it's very good. Okay. I just love the name Imogene, too. I think it's so sweet. It's a nice name. It's so cute. So 90 years ago, Imogene Remus was gunned down in Eden Park by her husband, Mm bootleg king george remus oh dear yeah her husband finally had enough of her despite serving three years locked up in various cells and divorce wasn't going to be enough uh, uh, yes yeah. it's enough people uh-huh. it's enough so so the inquirer back in 1927 wrote the much-tangled domestic affairs of George Remus, once multi-millionaire bootleg king of Cincinnati, came to a sudden and dramatic climax yesterday. What a so sentence. Yeah, right? Uh, so the, div- the day their divorce was finalized, George and his chauffeur followed Imogene's cab through Walnut Hills. Like, literally was just, like, fucking chasing them down, oh right? God. Like, right the day the divorce was finalized. Can you imagine? Jesus. Um. The cab driver tried to get away, and the Buick slammed into the back of it. Okay. So it pulls over. They're in the park. Imogene, dressed head to toe in black to mourn the loss of her marriage, which I'm just like, absolutely go full goth. Yes. Love it. Yes. Milk that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So she gets out of the cab, tries to run. George runs after her, grabbed her by the wrist, pressed his pearl-handled revolver against her abdomen and fired. Oh, Jesus. Also, that poor cab driver. Right? My God. Trauma's ties for life. Uh Uh-huh. That one gunshot hit almost all of her vital organs. Oh, Oh, it's terrible. Now it's getting worse. Her daughter, Ruth, ran out of the car (gasps) and tried to stop him from firing again. Which I guess she did because he didn't. Um, Imogene was taken to a hospital by a witness and died two hours later. Oh, oh God. Okay, get ready for this. Here's George Remus. Quote, I am now at peace after two years of hell. I'm satisfied I've done right, he told reporters at the jail after he turned himself in. What a fucking prick. Yeah. Oh, Oh, my. It gets worse. Oh, Jesus. George Remus defended himself in court, claiming temporary insanity. I'm sorry. Anyone who defends themselves in court are fucking Is psychos. Insane. You're, you're insane. You're a psychotic, narcissistic, so I crazy. guess that's right. Um, <laughs> but not temporary. Full insanity. Okay. A jury found him not guilty. Of course. I mean, the bootleg king. He's got ties, uh-huh. baby. Hello. Ah. Rumor has it some jury members were bribed. You called it. You called it. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Um, It says, if rumors are true and Imogene does haunt the park, it's no wonder. It would seem she has some regrets or revenge to mull over. The stories go like this. A woman in a black dress and black hat seems to be in distress at nearby Mirror Lake. Mm. She can be as real as any person or appear as just a shadow. Then she disappears, as ghosts are known to do. Okay, she's getting a little skeptical again. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Thanks, lady. 
Uh, Dan Smith, owner and operator of Haunted Cincinnati Tours, said over the past 10 years, tour groups have seen plenty of activity there. Quote, people have gotten a lot of weird photos. She's definitely out there. Smith said, more often than not, there's activity during tour hours. He said, when questions are asked, the lights on their instruments will turn on, possibly indicating the presence of a spirit. We know, we know. Done it. Um, let's see. Uh, Trouble. Okay. So according to the Inquirer archives, which I do kind of like this, she writes for this newspaper and she was like, I'm going to see what we said back then, you know. Uh, okay. Here's some history. Uh, George and Imogene met in Chicago while he was a criminal lawyer, question mark? I put the question mark in. Um, The couple who married in 1920 made their way to Cincinnati, and then that's when George began his bootleg business. Uh. In just four years, he sold an estimated three million gallons of whiskey. Oh, shit. (laughs) Which is, wow. Like, about what we've consumed during this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And we bought it from bootleggers, so Uh appropriate. Holy shit. Wow, good thing Prohibition happened, man, because they really got everyone to stop drinking alcohol. Really helped. Really. Everyone was so well behaved. job. Yeah. That was smart. That was so smart of the government. Mm. Um, so after his four years, his luck ran out. He went to a penitentiary in Atlanta. Um, in early September 1925, Imogene filed for divorce, alleging that George had been guilty of, quote, extreme cruelty on a number of occasions, Mm. which story checks out as he later fucking shot her in the goddamn stomach (laughs) in front of his daughter. Um... So he was due to be released from the penitentiary after his two-year sentence, and then he was going to serve a year in Cincinnati as well. Um, And the Inquirer reported that he told her to file for divorce after calling her, quote, vile and unmentionable names when she visited him in Atlanta. Oh, my. What? So Imogene asked for a restraining order, which I was like, they had those back then? I mean, it must have been really fucking bad, right? Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know that they had them back then. Yeah. God, yeah. it must have been terrible for her. So during the murder trial... Okay, I'm changing my mind. I think Ruth is Imogene's daughter must be from previous relationship. Oh, okay. Because I'm just now remembering that they got married in 1920 and oh. 1925 is when this happened. Unless so. was Ruth like a four-year-old? Yeah. Uh, mm. Um, During the murder trial, Imogene's daughter, Ruth, testified against George. The prosecution also presented a note written by Imogene to a family member about the divorce hearing that was only two days before the shooting. Quote, go to Ruth at once if they hurt me. I am brave and realize the evidence is important, Imogene wrote. It's almost like Imogene knew this man was going to kill her eventually. Yeah. George countered the divorce with charges that Imogene and Franklin Dodge, a prohibition agent, were carrying on an illicit love affair and conspiring against him. So, okay, fine. That's what he says. Mm -hmm. Um, All of this is what George said caused his temporary insanity that led him to killing his wife. Uh, And in December of 1927, three months after the murder, the jury found him not guilty. Jesus. I know. Imogene's remains were sent back to her family in Chicago, and the burial was made secret. I don't know why. 
maybe they were just kind of like embarrassed about the whole thing. Yeah, maybe maybe there was so much press on it and like it was so public yeah. that they just were like, we just want her to be left alone. So we're not going to yeah. tell anyone where she's buried. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and then it says, as for Imogene's ghost, curious parties should visit the Eden Park gazebo within the park's hours of operations <laughs> or risk trespassing charges. <laughs> oh, shit. We don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Quote, it's creepier than any ghost story because it really happened. This is some history that really happened. These stories from history are our best guess as to why it is happening. The end. I guess she gave up. I guess she was done. She's like, she like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't real. It's history, guys. It's it's a thing. It's an event that happened. It doesn't mean that the ghost is there. Okay. Poor sweet Imogene. I know. This is so. And her daughter had to testify, and still he he got off. Like, oh my god. That's garbage. That is absolute garbage. And yeah, like seeing a woman in black. I mean, it's going to be so creepy. I would freak the fuck out if I saw Mm -hmm. a ghost wearing all black and a black hat, like looking distressed. That would be my knee jerk reaction is to freak the fuck out. But if I knew it was Imogene and I know her story, like if I I would feel a little bit better. I would want to help her cross over. I mean, she's so stuck. Poor baby. That sucks. And, you know, it's one of those things they always say, like, domestic violence. Yep. It leads to murder. Yeah, there is. It leads to murder. Yeah, there is really, that is the end of domestic violence is death. Mm -hmm. Or unless you can get out safely. I'm so lucky to have not experienced that. It's just so terrible. So scary. Uh, Well, I wish I had on hand a number for domestic violence, but I can always post it post it um, yeah. but yeah that was really good tammy thanks i did nothing i just read this lady's really skeptical report but i thought it was fun it was a so. great report when you read it you know like you. yeah <laughs> i love like skeptics who have to obviously report on ghosts yeah it's so it's always got the words because i see it all the time like allegedly uh-huh. rumored you know like uh apparently yeah. it's like just fucking <laughs> sit. like it's not gospel <laughs> just like oh yeah yeah she was real mad about this assignment she was very so. bitter she was very very bitter which is what makes me like her more uh, yeah. honestly yeah like. she's like i fucking went to six years you know of college and yeah. got my degree in journalism and like come mm-hmm. on guys the fuck ghosts <laughs> ghosts but Imogene's like, um, I was in the Inquirer, so yeah. <laughs> it's kind uh, of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Okay, Ohio. Ohio, you, you've you confounded me. I really thought there would be more. I don't know. Maybe if I had had a little more time. But I did. I looked through, and it was hard finding some corroborating. Yeah. Things. I wonder, because Franklin Castle popped up pretty fast for me, so that's why I did that one, because it just seemed to have a lot of articles on yeah. it. Yeah. I went after you, and I saw you had done that, so I was like, shit, I can't yeah, do that I was, one. Yeah, I was like, ooh, tons of articles. Doesn't mean anything. They might all say mm-hmm. nothing. And I clicked on that, and I was like, okay, there's some some beef here, but yeah. uh, or some stuff. But I just thought, <laughs> I was just thinking of this song. I think it's Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and it's called Ohio, and it's about the... Is it Ohio State University shootings in the 1960s? Oh, um, my God. That's right. That's that's where that happened. Yeah. And I it just now occurred to me that could be really interesting. I wonder if the campus is haunted because I like a mm. lot of people got killed by the um, I don't know. They were peaceful protesters and they clashed with yeah. the cops and everything and got shot at and. 
Um, but yeah, I'm curious if we ever go back to college campuses or universities as a topic, but it did not pop up when I like Googled, but Interesting. it was a lot of murder that happened by at the hands of cops there. So quite well, curious. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do universities when football season starts. Ah, again. there you it's go. It's the only way you can placate me, Amy. All you just right. have to lean in a little bit. When is football season? September? Like August, um autumn? Yeah. Okay, okay. Putting it on the on the roster. Oh, she's said. Hopefully, hopefully. Oh, no I one know, knows. I know. It's okay. <laughs> They're all gonna be vaxxed. We're gonna be fine. You could go again. It's gonna go. be fine. It's gonna, gonna be, be great. It's going to be great. And I will do the research on Ohio State University because I know it's big time competition for y'all. No, no, I know. I know. They wish. They <laughs> Here wish. we go. Here we go. Okay. All right. Just I'm feeling my, my burnt orange blood is coming. There it is. <laughs> well, guys and gals and people, um, if you are from Ohio, or know anything about <laughs> it and its ghosts, uh-huh. please let us know. We're your friends. Let's chat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Drop us a line through email at Banshees and nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Drop us a line on our email at upghostandpersonal at gmail.com or yeah. on our website, banshiesandbooze.com. That's right. And you can send us a DM on Instagram. We're at Banshees and Booze. You can, um, tr- you know, manif- speak to yourself if you'd like to on Twitter. Uh, we're Banshees and Booze. I double dog dare you. Drop us a line on Twitter. I hope that one day in a year I just log on to our Twitter account. And it's a bunch of listeners who are just like, hi, uh-huh. just seeing if you're really not here. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's true. We wouldn't lie. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, what else? Rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you mm-hmm. get your podcasts. And tell your friends. We get so many uh, nice notes from people who are like, my so-and-so told me to listen to this, and I like it. Yes. So yes. I bet you're, I bet your so-and-so would like it, too. Your so-and-sos would totally like it. You're, mm-hmm. you, they would. They would yep. love it. So please share us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And always check out our Instagram because we post corresponding photos so you could see yep. what we're actually talking about. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, hey, Amy. Uh, yes, Demi. If you see a ghost. Uh, don't ask it to wink or blink. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sun wink. You destroyed me. My secrets are all out. I love it. I love it. I hate Demi. Uh, yes, Amy. If you see a ghost. Please do not bother Cincinnati Inquirer breaking news reporter Sarah Brookbank because she's fucking busy. (laughs) (laughs) And she doesn't believe you anyway. She doesn't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. Oh, man. All right. That was fun. That was fun. Next week? Next week, everybody. See ya. Bye. Bye.